Lonely Man's podcast. Big announcement, guys. Big announcement. This is our first episode on Rumble, baby. Rumble. And who better to have as our first guest? <laughs> so I can say whatever I want. Lord Petty himself. Rodney, we couldn't figure out your last name last week. I, I keep it low key because I, right. I don't want people to know it. That's dude. smart. Yeah, I'm, I'm Rodney too, Petty, everybody. I spread too much dangerous misinformation <laughs> to where. Like, I posted something on my Instagram the other day about uh, just kind of a homage to my hometown. I was like, yeah. I wonder what would pop up. And I typed in my full name and the town, and I just saw like my dad's address and yeah. shit. And I was like, oh, nope. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. It's you so get easy. Doxed by these libs. Yeah, dude, because I get, I get like death threats and shit like that. What do time? You? Yeah. What type of shit are you posting that you're going to do? What's the last death threat you got about? Just dangerous misinformation. <laughs> you interact <laughs> with people sometimes, though, and get and rile them up through yeah. the comments. I know it's like to boost your. It helps some people comment, but that's probably why you get some death threats too. Because not only do they say something, but then you're like, you make fun of them back, and then they feel bad. Do people so they, DM you death threats? They lash out on Instagram. Yeah, uh, where, it's where not are you receiving them from. It's not Getter so, or Gutter, whatever. That it's is. it's always like somebody with a like an anime profile picture. Oh, dude, we posted a, a clip of this podcast where Ben was saying there's no black anime characters, and we got lit up. Everyone just started naming uh, all these names I've never heard hey, of. Hey, if the you comments. subscribe to Patreon.com/LonelyMans and you send me a death threat and you're a subscriber to Patreon, I'll read it on the air. On yeah, Patreon. and we'll give you uh, my address. Yeah. You gotta be. You just gotta be really careful with that stuff because, like, I got one profile nuked already. Because the whole way I built my my shit up initially is I would talk shit to people. Yeah. Like I was making memes and stuff and doing content and whatnot for like two years and just nothing. I went from like four hundred followers to like five thousand within like three or four months. On Twitter. No, on Instagram because okay. so you were uh, talking shit in the comments. Yeah, like yeah. my whole so it was very calculated. I would basically say something. Is this a three stage plan like Andrew Tate of how you <laughs> take over the internet? Pretty much. Stage yeah. one, troll yeah. the comments. Yeah. <laughs> well, the funny thing about Andrew Tate, like not to get too, but that's he's the reason I'm on Rumble. I watched his emergency broadcast the other day, and he and his brother were like, "Get the fuck on this Rumble." This guy's big Andrew Tate. Dude, Jordan Peterson. He I has, don't think it's a bad idea to get on Rumble because like everything can just disappear all at once, or like. Maybe our YouTube channel goes down. So if we just start backing up episodes on Rumble, it's not not a bad idea. It's true. Yeah, I just made an account too, like straight up to see Top G. But, yeah, <laughs> uh, he's not saying like he's not saying anything new. I no. haven't heard him say anything that I haven't heard. He's funnier about it. Exactly. He's more entertaining with it. Exactly. He was just you know, and it's kind of pointing me in a new direction because a lot of the shit that he's saying is the same shit that I've been saying. But there is a level of trolling to it, and I always kind of want to go against like what the narrative is now, right, you know? Because yeah. now you look at all these comment threads, and everybody thinks they're like, "Oh, I'm this big alpha male. Oh, fuck these lefties and whatnot." So I'm like, "Okay, well now I can't just be one of these guys mm. because it's it's mainstream now." Yeah, yeah. Everybody in a yeah. comment thread is like, apparently everyone's a black belt, and they yeah. also are a Mensa member. <laughs> yeah, and also they know how to do fine art. It's like spiritually damn, enlightened. There's a, there's a lot of really talented people in every Instagram comment thread talking about like you go on Reddit and they're like, as a lawyer, I've been a lawyer for eight <laughs> years. And it's like, how do I know that? You're on Reddit. You post three hundred times a day. Shouldn't you be 
Lawyering? Yeah, Reddit. Reddit's a cesspool. I don't. I don't really like Reddit. Instagram's I, getting there, there too. Like, if I, I'll end up there if I'm searching for something, and that's like the only place I can get the. Information. I check in on the fighter and the kids subreddit when I'm pooping. It's a, it's a, it's a go-to poop. It relaxes me because I have so much anxiety <laughs> about my life, and then I see how much like worse it could get in terms of like online anxiety. Yeah, if you actually had any sort of like notoriety. Yeah, and it relaxes my sphincter, and I get to poop. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't like people. Like I stopped arguing with people that don't have profile pictures. Like that's if I can't see rule. your face, I don't know. You're some fat troglodyte just sitting in your room like yeah. beating your dick 16 hours well i mean you don't need to be that mean to me dude, <laughs> dude i watched myself in the last what's wrong with beating your dick for 16 the hours, last dude. video podcast dude oh my god i was like fuck i gained so much weight in the clip rodney posted you're like moving around the couch i know <laughs> it's i'm very comfortable in my skin dude but apparently that's, that's everyone's gonna body shame me i'm body shaming myself I, th- I think you're being hard on yourself. Dude. Yeah, we got uh, I hit the six followers from your post last night. That's huge. Thank you, dude. Hell yeah, dude. I That's hit awesome. the elliptical for 20 minutes yesterday morning, so I'm back on the grind. Dude, good. No, I appreciate it, dude, because I, w- I listen to the pod. I really like the podcast, because um, it's weird. I met all you guys separately. Like, I didn't even know you guys were all friends. Like, yeah, I remember uh, that, yeah. Um, yeah, I met you at Hans Kim's uh, house party, where he just, like, spammed his address on the internet. <laughs> Yeah, and then I remember we were talking outside of Kill Tony one time. Then you told me a story, which I'm sure you've told before, but about, I don't even know if you want to tell it publicly. I've probably told it on the podcast. Go for it. But uh, basically, you're running a train on a groupie. Oh, he yeah. said but that like, on stage. Like they were, like, you're talking about how I was dying about that for like two days afterwards. <laughs> talking about like wearing masks, but she was like just blowing everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we weren't allowed to have anyone on the tour bus because of the COVID restrictions. We had to sneak a groupie on. And then we did the most like unhealthy thing. <laughs> run a train on a groupie. In a small uh, back lounge of a tour bus. So it's not very well ventilated. God, dude, that's so grimy. But yeah, and then I remember... You, uh, you got on Kill Tony that day. Yeah, I did. And it didn't... Um the the black girls stole your microphone like Bernie Sanders, dude. They didn't even let you talk up there. Yeah, they weren't yeah. they weren't feeling me, but uh, you know, I kind of expected that. I knew, you know, those moments when you just know. Yeah. I knew I was gonna get on that day. I I just knew. Like he called my name. I I don't know. I just felt the whole thing. And then uh, to get that negative of a reception was such a like. I can't imagine. You know. You see people going on there that live in their cars that really don't have a lot of shit going on that just really kind of have hard lives. And then they go on that show and then Tony just eats their soul. Like I got a good reaction from the crowd and I live like a pretty decent life outside of, you know, off state, like away from all this comedy shit. Right. Yeah. And so, and it's still like fucked me up for a good like 48 hours <laughs> i was like you know when you're in the shower and you're just like cringing because the video yeah. wasn't out yet that's so. why i stopped drinking for a while because i would have so many the next day it wasn't even the hangover it was like the cringe of like something i would yeah. say to somebody well yeah. you walk through the fire dude you walk through the flames you came out unscathed i've seen a lot of other people that went on had, uh, had yeah, you like, talk you talk shit about lizzo and look what happened to Ari spears this week dude yeah dude you were original i didn't see that uh Ari Spears from Mad TV said Lizzo looks like the shit emoji. <laughs> That's, That's pretty good. That's he, pretty funny. That's a started, good joke. He said, yeah, he said she looks like a plate of mashed potatoes. <laughs> That's a good joke. Uh, so all her fans came after him because that clip went viral. And then Ooh, I need to post, repost my Lizzo joke, Yeah, dude. dude. Get, you, 
get oh, in the algo okay. right now. I'll have to hit up my PR firm. And then she got one of EMA, and they're like, she was like, oh, everybody's like, Lizzo, you you gonna clap back? And she's like, nah, bitch, I don't need to clap back because I won. Ho, she kept saying like, bitch and ho on stage was pretty dope. Who do you think will die first, Harry Spears or Lizzo? <laughs> Probably Harry Spears. Probably right around the same. Apparently, time. he gets like roughed up at comedy clubs all the time. I remember he because oh, uh, he talks so much shit. Someone we know opened for him in Connecticut, and I believe he almost got stabbed on stage by somebody. That's sick, dude. Like, <laughs> if you're gonna do comedy, if you're not absolutely like John Mulaney level, like crushing theaters, yeah. then you gotta be the other way. We're just like, I'm legitimately getting fist fights every night because I say whatever the fuck I want. Yeah, that's the only two ways to do it. Those are the only two sides of the yin and yang coin. Coin of. Either be successful or just piss people off and ruin their nights. Dude, stand up is a just completely different animal. Mm. Um, than the uh, the meme world. Just yeah, I mean, but just everything. Um, I look at it like I put MMA fighters at the very top of just psychos. All right, we're nowhere near MMA fighters. Well, yeah, <laughs> I look I look like a Muslim white Muslim MMA fighter right now. Yeah. Yes. When I say, I mean, I say it endearingly, you know, yeah. just like it's so, I mean, your natural inclination is to not get We hurt, are doing you know? high level problem solving with dire consequences. That's what I call stand up. They're just the weirdest yeah. people. That's what, that's what I know what you're saying. MMA. You're not saying they're like uh, as determined or disciplined as MMA fighters. You're saying they're broke. The level, the spectrum of brokenness among all the people who do that activity it's like you meet a new type of broken person you've never thought existed it's, every time you go to an open. It's such a like pit of negativity. Yeah. And then these like flowers sprout out of it of somebody that's like traumatized enough to where they've just kind of flipped the script on whatever the fuck things they've gone through. Mm. Damn, and then people are dude. and then people are just naturally funny, you know. But uh so when I kinda dove into it and started dabbling around with stand up, I just realized like, man, I can't be around this fucking negativity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, all it the time. I was at I was at Kill Tony actually and we were in the pit and so this guy next to me was like kind of like bugging out. He had like his shirt unbuttoned, his like chest exposed. He had like a weird hat and glasses on. Swag, dude. Yeah, he was just kind of like grooving around and like talking to himself and shit. And because I'm around psychos all the time, I thought nothing of it. <laughs> and after the show, people were like, yo, what was up with that dude next to you? I like had to tell security about him and he was like really freaking me out. And I was like, bro, I told I had the horse blinders on and just like completely tuned it out. Yeah, there's so many moments that happen where like Alyssa, I'll go to a show and something will happen or an open mic and Alyssa will be like, oh my God, like what the hell? Like, can you believe this or how cringe it is or how bad someone's doing? And I used to feel that way. But I slowly have just become numb to like, oh yeah, this is what happens yeah. most of the time. Yeah. There's like... If she wasn't my girlfriend, I'd be like, I wouldn't be bringing you. If we were in our third or fourth date, I wouldn't be bringing you to these places. I would let you come to two shows a year when I know there's going to be like 100 people in the audience. I cracked the code, though, dude. I cracked the code with my autism brain. Yeah. If I can kill an open mic basically at will now because all I have to do is start making fun of how shitty I'm doing. Yeah. yeah. That's literally all you have to do. But That then- was my method at first. It's like, that's, they tell you not to do that, acknowledge how bad you're bombing. But I think there's a certain way to own it and just be like, because I don't like it because I want them to know that I know I'm doing bad. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not like these other mentally ill people. <laughs> I know I'm doing I know yeah. I'm bad at this. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Paul was saying, do you get up every day and try to write like 10 memes or like tweets? Yeah. How do you, do you do have me? a schedule? You, you post a pack like every few days or whatever. And it's like, you know, to do anything with that. I was on like a Twitter grind for like seven years, but I was just like joking with my friends and like tweeting the N word and stuff like that. <laughs> it's kind of I interesting. I had to delete every tweet because they were none, none of it's good. I can't have any of it out there. It's interesting when a new format of a meme emerges, you get to be like, cool, now I get to apply what I do on my Instagram yeah. through this meme format, as well as I've seen you do other things where you'll take like a screenshot of a Netflix show you're like watching. It's not even like something else. I've seen you take screenshots of shit that 
isn't already a format. So it's interesting how you can kind of approach it from both ways where it's like, is there a popular meme that I can make? Or? I don't have that brain. Like I could never do those that face when memes. Yeah. My brain, I'm not like, it's like kind of abstract, I guess. I mean, I made really garbage shit, like I said, for like two years. Yeah. And it's like anything else. You have to kind of learn the rules before you can bend them. Mm-hmm. And then so <laughs> rules to the memes. There is, dude. It, I mean, it's like anything, you know. It's like anything you look at in the world. I mean, it's like this fucking casting couch here, right? Yeah. It's just, it's just a couch. You're trying to so, like it. But somebody had to sit down and design it. Somebody had to stitch it. They had to source the material. So like everything, there's way more. Somebody to had than, to get their anal. The eye, yeah. You know? so you gotta go on know your meme and like see what the new hottest like trending memes are. I I never did that. I never. Um, That's what like the people that run Wendy's. And those like oh, types yeah, of Twitter dude. accounts, that's you, what they do. You could it sucks that your portfolio is full of like Joe Biden sniffing girls' <laughs> hair. Because you definitely if it, you had more of a left leaning, you could apply to like you could run like one America's like Yeah, they'd be like, Yeah, for sure, you, you can do this. <laughs> that's have, what I should do, man. I should make a second account that's all wholesome memes, like those uh the ones that get posted all the time. Yeah, positive memes. Yeah. Norm normie memes. Yeah, normie memes. Where do you stand on the normie meme game? You know, I could be a lot bigger because I could either go way more right and just kind of like gargle Trump's balls yes. and just appease that crowd. Hell but yes. Where the can you do that bots. now, though? The deplorable. It's it still exists. Yeah. Um, like I get, I I block at least like five dudes a day just because when you make fun of like these retarded liberals, also now you get these like hooting hollering boys that you think you're one of them. Retarded conservatives. Exactly. And um, yeah, retardism is on all sides and it's and it's uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Like I posted something the other day, like a, like an old picture of myself. Where I was just wearing this ridiculous outfit and the caption was like uh, back when I thought I was future because I was wearing like this big dumb hat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw then, this. Well, yeah. and then I had these two just like redneck guys be like, oh, or, or were you just trying to be a, you know, and he called me the N word. And I was like, dude, I don't want to like be. But not like you <laughs> tweeted the N word. See, you, his is laced in irony and his genius commentary on society. These yeah. guys were just like, this is the word. They're I just say, dropping it, dude. To right. Be hurtful. They're just trying trying to like yeah you know when you're just people no, start yeah. getting drunk That's and start sucks. getting comfortable so yeah it kind of so you got to kind of pull back and then you know trash but but yeah if, if i was a little more of a normie or if i leaned harder into uh it's kind of you know tech nine he used to say like i'm gonna make the industry go tech instead of go industry right that's how i think of my hell yeah dude my shit put um, that across the back that's business tips number one you should dude you should write a ted talk that's his, uh, Paul, Paul said you're, you're Rodney pilled last week. Yeah, dude. Because he, <laughs> he was like, is he red pill? Is he blue pill? And because I was explaining this concept you're explaining now, how you'll get pushed back from different sides of an issue. And uh, I said, he's Rodney pilled. He's got the, he took the Rodney pill, dude. Yeah. And, you know, it has pros and it has cons. But it's at least it's like when people do like me they like me and like when people hate me they hate me yeah it's the same with stand up um, too yeah As if you're like really doing you up there not everyone's gonna be on your side yeah you I, can't be liked by everybody and you just gotta be happy with what you're doing where it's like yeah you just gotta be like accepting that no matter which way I go if I go super clean if I go yeah. super dirty there's always gonna be people that don't fuck with it so ultimately I just wanna do what I would like to see if I was in the front row and I saw someone, or if I opened my phone and I saw just some stuff that you think is. I was going to ask where the meme game goes, but you wrote a book. Yeah, I'm yeah. doing like a real talk show right now. We'll put it in the bio. <laughs> so, Rod, you wrote a book. Check I, the I, uh, info on YouTube. We'll link the book on Amazon. I understand you wrote. Did you bring us a copy of the book? I did. I brought you guys some copies. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, Let's get um, it out, dude. Want to do an unboxing? Yeah. I mean, we can, dude. It's kind of. Yeah, you got to wow, have it. You got to show it on the pod. You need to sign them for We got to get a thumbnail out of it, bro. 
My girlfriend just read the book, uh, the Alcoholics Anonymous book. I noticed it was a big book. (laughs) Yeah, it was on her nightstand, and she thinks she's been trying to make me do the step secretly. Are these autographed copies? Wow, dude. Fuck yes, dude. (laughs) The book thing kind of started as a joke, because, like I said, in the very beginning, when I read this while I poop, dude. When (laughs) when I was hold up the book, we need a thumbnail. When I was, mine says, uh, should I read my message? Yeah, so it says Paul, you are not fat. Love Rod. <laughs> That's what I fuck with. Dude. A true listener of the podcast, Jesse. Jesus loves you, although you are a gang member. Love Rod. Oh, that's. I like cute. the paper that uh, covers printed on. It's like, and where do you even get books printed now, dude? I, so I have a friend. Her name's Jordan West, and she wrote a book called "All Men Are Assholes and All Women Are Crazy," or maybe that's backwards. I think I got it fucked up. No, that's, that's right. Nice. Okay. Uh, and so I read her book and I just absolutely fell in love with it. And it was kind of, it was kind of autobiography. What's that word? Autobiographical. Yeah. God, I can't say that word. <laughs> and, uh, but she was also talking conceptually and I, I just never read anything like that. And, um, and I just kind of reached out to her because I always thought, you know, like back in the day to release a record, you would do like a mixtape and then you had to get a record deal to actually right. release a record. Yeah. And so, I mean, cause that's like my mind, like I treat my, like book and comedy and memes and shit. I, I think about it like the rap game kind of. I treat yeah. it the same way. Like You're dropping just, You and Jesse right are about to connect us to white dudes <laughs> that love You already quoted Tech 9 dude. I'm well, in. No, Roddy Pill. But it's like the whole thing, you know, it's the same way. Um, I, I mean, I could split this in so many different, different but not to kind of stay on track. But as far as the book, and I reached out to her, it's just kind of like, hey, how, how'd you get your, your book deal? Like, what goes into that? Did you have to blog a bunch or something? She says, no, that like, you can just self-release, self-publish. And I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, yeah. Because like I said, I thought you had to, you know, get this deal. Mm. And, um, and so, like I, so to grow my profile initially, I would say some controversial shit just to get somebody to bite. And then they would just type like a big paragraph with all this shit. And then I would just rip into their appearance. Yeah. And then I would repost it. And so that's how my profile kind of went from like 400 followers to 5,000 like instantly because I was just talking so much shit. And, um, and so people would always say, do you have a source for that? Mm-hmm. I'd be like, no, I don't have a fucking source because like anything on the internet is just some guy. Like, you can it, find a source for anything. You can find a source for anything yeah. you want. You can find a fucking source. So, I was like, yeah. so just to troll, I was like, I'm going to write a book just so I can use myself as a source. <laughs> And then so that kind of was at the same time as uh, when I was talking to Jordan about her book and I kind of got serious about it. And then, uh, yeah, so I don't know. I wrote a book. And <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. Is this like your 12 rules for life? Uh, it is. So that's where I stole the title from. That's funny, dude. Yeah, we, we dig around in some of the same holes. It yeah. sounds like because, um, yeah, that was kind of the, you know, the onomatopoeia or whatever of the petty principles. Um but then, yeah, it was just kind of a spin. It's just kind of a spin on like a self-help book with yeah. dick jokes in it. Just, nice. just he's got a yeah. whole bookshelf of these. It's gonna go right alongside him. You're joining <laughs> a, you're joining a pantheon. I'm putting of well- this right next to as a man thinketh. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> of well-respected authors that Jesse reads. My Kindle with twelve rules of life. I don't even know what rule I'm on. I don't even think I made a hat. That book is so. It's dense. very dense. Yeah. I cannot. I like. I've reread the it, lobster thing like forty times. It took me two years to get through the lobsters. Yeah. <laughs> it is cool though lobster now i'm on to like starting a family or whatever one of them is dude if there's one book that has changed my life that i can recommend uh it's by robert green it's called the laws of human nature yeah okay. it uh it changed we know a robert green yeah he wrote 48 laws of power no, we know oh a, okay it's that guy we know a I rob green say 48 laws of power. rob green comedian who lost a ton of weight oh no. yeah we do know rob green shout out to rob green <laughs> <laughs> sorry 
And I was like, no, that book's the shit, though. I literally read that book, and it just changed my whole worldview. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of what I'm saying, the shit about, like, Andrew Tate and all these controversial people. They're, they're spitting bars, you know? They're saying true shit, but they're saying it so trolling and entertaining. They're not saying anything new. Right. They're not saying anything different than, like, Marcus Aurelius was talking about. Yeah. But he's doing it. It's so And it, he's putting out all free content. He's appearing on everyone's podcast. He's putting all the free videos out. And then he's like, oh, so if you want to learn more, join my website. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a pyramid scheme. But <laughs> I joined it for a month and everyone uh, hates me for it. <laughs> I mean, it's like I give a few Patreons money and all they do is like bullshit on a podcast. So it's like I don't really judge people for being into it. But it, it does seem... Once you've been around and seen enough people kind of blow up, like you said, they're just saying sort of like, yeah, if I could follow this advice, it's good advice. But the problem is I'm personally, mm. I'm terrible at following advice. Take us to be hyped up sometimes. I'll watch his like depression isn't real video. <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah. even though it is, I just like psych myself up like, yeah, depression's not real, dude. <laughs> I just can't believe how, <laughs> how fast someone can like spread on the internet. Then it's just like, you know, you just start hearing like different people ask you about them and you're like, who is this guy? Yeah, because I found him from your mom's house in January. That shit was funny. Yeah, I've watched it like three times. It's hilarious. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah, being a total troll on there. He's with two comedians. So they're asking him. They're like setting him up to like. Yeah, say he's jokes. like a wrestling character. He's like a heel. Yeah. Sort of. I get it. And, yeah, he's just and doing it's shoot like, promos. like certain heels in wrestling. It's partly is a lot of his own personality or whatever. Yeah. I think that's what, not to like, oh, I think you guys should, but I think that's what you guys should do because you were talking on one of your episodes about like the direction you want to take this podcast. If you guys yeah. get some characters on here, yeah, like because you guys are such like fu- funny comedians because you guys understand like the, you guys can pull the comedy out of characters that aren't even trying to be funny. Yeah. And that's usually kind of where the magic magic is, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I gotta, I've never used Patreon. I gotta buy your guys' Patreon because I want to hear your fucking rap song, dude. Your, your child- <laughs> Dude, before you came over, we recorded one. We were just spitting bars for like so almost the whole the last hour. two or three Patreon episodes, we tried to do freestyles, and now we decided we're going to do a new segment on the Patreon called Spit and Written, where during the week, we're going <laughs> to have, actually it, requires gonna have a that beat. We probably won't do. We're going to have a beat, and then we're going to write. How many bars do you want to write a week? 16? You don't get the beat. you just, you got to be able to do it. I'm losing my voice on this podcast. Uh, shouldn't we choose our you own gotta, beats? you got to be able to spit your bars over any beat that's thrown in front of you. you got to uh, do five fingers of death. <laughs> I was going to say, it's like five fingers of death. Yeah. So, so you don't. Okay. All right. Well, this is logistics that we can talk about off the podcast. Not very interesting. Yeah, most of the podcast is us talking. That's about a, that's the a tease right there. We're rapping on it because we're totally out of ideas. At least personally, I yeah. tried to care and like I got self conscious about making a podcast and shit like that. And then you realize that it doesn't. It's like doesn't matter at all. I, it, it's more entertaining than you think it is. Like yeah. everybody. It's hard to separate yourself from your own product, right. you know, and because then it's you do something enough and you have no idea. Okay. Is this garbage? Then once you kind of just stop giving a fuck, that's really where the magic is. Yeah. Dude. Our, uh, so like one, that guy, uh, Dylon that we shouted out yeah. on, that subscribed to our Patreon. We have no idea who he is. He sent me a message and was like, Hey, am I supposed to introduce myself? He's like, I just randomly found you on Instagram and like listen yeah. to you guys at work. So we're like, that is so sick. And then a week later, he sent me another message and said, hey, do you want a custom gravity bong? And yeah, I was that's like, sick. So I got to give this stranger my address. And I've now. always said that the whole like support your, be good to support your friends, support local artists. Like I appreciate any of my friends that have supported me, but I don't really want your support because you're not supporting me because you're like, this is good. You're just like, I like you. I hope you're successful. With this. I'm a I'd totally have fine di- with that. I want real Dylons in the middle of fucking nowhere. <laughs> just being like, I like this guy and I don't expect anything from him. 
more than yeah but our friends laid provides. a base of people that's true so when someone goes on our patreon they're like oh people are actually paying for this maybe i know and trust me i love that but i want to get to a point where i have a bunch of random ass people that yeah. are like because that just feels like i don't know you know what i mean There's what's always, uh what do you do on your podcast it's just you alone yeah, it's uh, it's I just, not easy. I just do it by myself. I do twenty minutes, twenty minute episodes. I keep them pretty short because I figured nice. that's like I literally sat down and I'm very calculated, dude. I'm kind of a psychopath. I literally like sat down and you know what's the average commute? Yeah. And so uh, I wanted a podcast that's kind of lighthearted. It's like I heard Ninth Wonder say one time he's talking about Little B the Bass God, and he said sometimes you got to put the pills in the applesauce. Basically, like hide your message in trolling. Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, that's kind of what the book is. It's kind of what my podcast is. It's kind of like what the memes are. It's what I try when I attempt to do stand-up. <laughs> so it just doesn't... Um, dude, just like, don't be hard on yourself with stand-up, dude. It's so, like, I fucking... Uh, Jesse can tell you. I mean, I'm not that good now, but I was so bad when we started. Like, unbelievably bad. So much worse than you and Ben and Dave. I, we started with four guys. Yeah. One of them, rest in peace, Dave Williams. Ben and I would kill every time. Dave Drowning would kill every in. time and Paul would bomb. And yeah. then we'd have to tell him he was funny for an hour. Well, not even just home. kill it. Just like you guys had a natural sense of what to do up there. And I was just like flailing for so long. <laughs> so did you guys like grow up together? Or how no, old? we started staying up together the same year. Oh, yeah, okay. I met... Uh, Jesse outside an open mic and I pretended to like Howard Stern so he'd be friends with me. <laughs> I was fun. like, you listen to Joe Rogan? He's like, yeah, you listen to Howard Stern? I was like, yeah. <laughs> and then I went home and I watched some Howard Stern just so I could... <laughs> get some references? He's like, I love Sal. <laughs> you like Sal? <laughs> and the uh, the whack pack. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was I going to ask you? Oh, what's hot in the, the meme world right now? What's trending this week? What's, what's your biggest on? meme ever? Let's talk about that. Let's put it up here. Okay. Let's discuss your best work of art meme ever. Jesse, will put it up here. Sh- so there's one that keeps getting stolen where uh, it was basically at this mansion and the caption said, uh, college sophomores, quote, tax the rich. And then it shows like the house that they grew up in. Mm. And then uh, there was another one with Joe Biden's face uh, where the caption was, uh, I don't, I don't need to write this down at the grocery store. But then it's like me at the grocery store. And she says Joe Biden's like, oh, forgetful I face. Like that. That's relatable humor. So, like the poli- the politics is the setup. The punchline is the relatable. Everyone forgets what yeah. the fuck they went to the grocery store. Yep. See, I like that. That's if you're having trouble with stand up. That's a that's that a hybrid be, normie meme right there. Yeah, if you're having trouble with stand up, that might be a, a method to be like, let me front end the political reference and then back end the. Cause, dude, that's the thing. People get real weird. You, I like, I'll say Puerto Rican in a bit, and everyone gets really tight. And I'm like, I'm just saying the person is Puerto Rican. I didn't yeah. even say anything about Puerto Ricans yet, mm. which I'm going to right now. So all your setups are gonna be like, Joe Biden did this. That reminds me of the one time that I. You know what I mean, dude. It's I like, can relate to that because well, I. I'm do saying this. this out loud for myself too, because sometimes I like the snarky political take to be the punchline. Mm-hmm. But if you just do the setup with the snarky political take a little more, maybe that's the way to. To go about it. I got a great joke about electric vehicles and transgender women. And I'll tell you after we get on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think you really appreciate. That'll it. be in the Rumble version of the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> check out the Patreon for that one. I remember uh, so when I was going on my on my stand up streak, where I was trying to get out every night at least do one or two sets. Yeah. Um, I did a mic at either it was either Shakespeare's or like the Creek or something like that. Um, and it was going well. I just had this like super good. What I thought I had this super good set. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I think it was at Shakespeare's. Then I went to the Creek and I ran into uh, Dallas, Dallas Irvin. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Dallas. He's a real one, by the way. Hell yeah. Um, 
Make some good food. And he's like, oh, and I told him, I was like, yeah, I had a pretty good set. Like, he's always been very, like, encouraging. Like, he gets it, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, oh, well, I can probably get you on at, at Lucky Duck. Uh, Shab's hosting, and he owes me a favor. I can, I can get you on the list. He's like, all right, fuck yeah, let's do it. And so we walk over there, and right then, you get up. Yeah. And it was pretty, there was a, quite a big crowd there, and you just started fucking killing. And uh, I'd only talked to you once before, and you were just killing. And then I just kind of, like, look at Dallas and like we look at you and you're just like everything you were saying was just connecting. I was just like, dude, I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I scared you off the open. Yeah. Mic? Yeah. You scared. You scared me off the Damn. mic. Fuck yeah, dude. I'm putting fear into the hearts of these open micers. Oh, yeah. Dude. Yeah. He's he's in funniest person in Austin tonight. Yeah. I'm on a contest tonight. Can you come so I can be inspired? Yeah, dude, it? I'll come. <laughs> yeah. Should, where, where's that at? I keep hearing about that. It's in, uh, it's in the, domain. the domain. You've been up there? It's a big, like, strip mall neighborhood. Nah, I, I haven't been doing much lately. I don't know if you... Or you probably hate the domain. I'm trying to think of what Rodney's reaction to the domain mm-hmm. was, but I feel like you'd hate the people up there. It's just it's, a giant strip mall with apartments above the you stores. You live in a it's fancy... It's just California. And it's, like, a really yeah. fancy... Oh, I guess that is a big California It's thing. like where the shitty downtown, originally? like, of every, like, major city now. Where are you from originally? This we probably should have done this at the top of the podcast. I'm so I'm German. So I grew up in Germany. Oh yeah. And then uh well I was born like outside of Seattle, but then I moved to Germany when I was a kid, and then I came back and I grew up like an hour north of Seattle. Mm-hmm. And then uh Okay. Yeah, so I'm a Seattle guy at heart. I mean I really miss Seattle, but it's just a fucking dump, dude. Really? Yeah, like just Do hair- you stand up out there? You know, that's where I met, uh, it's, it's funny. That's how like everything comes full circle, but that's where I met Hans Kim in like 2017 and I, and I just knew that that guy was a star. It was weird. I'm very intuitive by the way. And that's the same thing how I said, I met all you guys separately and I kind of gravitated towards you because I was like, okay, these guys know what they're doing, Mm -hmm. which was funny that you guys were all homies because I had no idea. Uh, like same thing with Ben. I met Ben at, uh, at Moody's. He was there with Hans, and I hadn't seen Hans since like 2017. Yeah, it's like when I first got out, I was like, "Oh, Hans, you know, Hans." He, first, he didn't recognize me, and uh, and I actually wasn't doing any stand up. Like in Seattle, there's a lot more of an audience. Mm-hmm. It's not like out here, everybody is a comedian. Mm-hmm. Up there, it's like, okay, what do you want to do tonight? Oh, let's go go watch some some open micers. Like it's just right. a thing. And I remember I saw Hans. I just went up to him after. I was like, "Dude, you're really good." Like I just you just already knew. You know, I mean, he was already like six years deep at that point too. But uh, so I ran into them at Moody's, and they were just. <laughs> hounding on every piece of pussy in the building. <laughs> yep. Hans and Ben? Yeah. Chasing girls? You don't yeah. say. No, I don't That believe. could be a fucking TV show in itself. <laughs> ben and Hans just going after ladies. Combined rush hour with a, a, a limit date or something. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, because it, it was some girl's, I forget what I was originally talking about, but uh, it was some girl's birthday. And then Moody's is just always full of those college bitches anyways. Dude, I yeah. love doing that open mic because you just yell really offensive things and then everyone just stares at you like you're fucking a crazy person. <laughs> Non-binary Gen Z's just grill you down the whole time. Yeah. yeah and I get really angry and I say, you fucking, you guys are children. <laughs> ID every person. I actually demanded, <laughs> I demanded they ID person. every person in the restaurant <laughs> one time. And the bartender was looking at me like, I'm well, not going to What are you that. doing, man? Like, yeah, I was like looking right at him. It was a good time. But they like me sometimes. Yeah, I didn't get a single joke. I remember that night. Did you get pussy? Did you hang out with Ben and Hans? No, I was hanging out. I wanted to, but I drove. I drove, and I didn't want to start getting all fucked up. Yeah. You don't trust um, these hoes, correct? You're a, you're a 
you, you, I don't know. Oh, yeah. We talk about semen retention on the podcast a lot. Where do you stand on semen <laughs> retention, Robbie? I'm too addicted to porn, dude. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be able to do dude, it. Dude, you guys are like two peas in a porn addiction yeah. pod. You got here. a porn addiction? Yeah. How you do you? Everything. I've been to 12-step programs for Whoa. it. Whoa. That's, that's the only way to really do the work with porn addiction. It's just too accessible, and there's too many triggers. But how do you know? On the internet. But see, like, I don't. Because I was kind of joking, but I mean, like, how do you know if it's an addiction or not? It affected know? my relationships, like, severely. So there were, like, consequences. If I was, like, too zonked, but if my brain was, like, too zapped out by porn, then, like, I couldn't get hard with my girlfriends, or I, like, looked at them a different way, or I was always looking at different women, even though I had, like, a beautiful, like, loving, caring girlfriend at home. Um, my eyes are always going somewhere else, because you're, like, kind of ADD with all the porn, just, like all the different tabs and thumbnails and stuff it's like hard to really focus in you're a sinner dude thing. you couldn't resist temptation Damn. maybe yeah. maybe i need a 12-step program dude uh shout out I, they're not supposed to shout about a 12-step program <laughs> shout out to all these people first class <laughs> they're out there you google it you can find one in your in your area i gotta get i gotta get back on that grind uh, i always thought about going to this is really fucked up but i always thought about going to like a, a sex rehab place just to meet bitches you know? <laughs> yeah. it's like hey they put They'd out probably separate honestly you should just go to a regular drug rehab to meet bitches because those uh, girls put out uh, yeah it's called, when you uh smash people from 12 step programs it's called the 13 step <laughs> i like that that's funny yeah you know that's how a good many name comics, for a special or something how many great comics are like in aa like how many of them started by just like going to AA and speaking in front of it's like an old eighties and nineties trope. It's like I like they started that way, or they just well, found just like a the good first audience time they ever way. stood in front of people. They just were like, "Oh, I'm funny." I yeah, and like they would like tell their like fucked up stories and get laughs, and people were like, "You should be a comedian." Ah, dude, yeah. I have this thing right now that I'm kind of working out. Uh, just like how teachers and instructors are always failed comedians and actors, mm -hmm. um, because teachers love getting a laugh. There's some that don't though. I. I mean, t teachers are very important. It's a very respectable profession. I'm not trying to like shit on teachers. I don't agree. I hope I fucking hope they all get shot. <laughs> yeah, they're all grooming our students. children. I mean, yeah, they're all grooming them to be trans. People talk about school students trying to blame this and that. Where, where are we going to blame the fucking teachers? Yeah. The people who are supposed to be teaching these kids not to shoot each other. That's the only thing. Look, I'm I said that Bobby. to a boomer one time. I was like, uh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, millennials. You know, we're the most entitled generation. And I was like, and it's your guys' fault. And he's like, no, it's not. And I was like, whose is it then? He's like, the education system just immediately pushes it onto the uh, teachers. I'm just saying, I got you got to teach my son two things: how to read and how not to shoot his classmates. <laughs> that's all you got to do. Send him yeah. home. I'll teach him about sex. Just do kettlebell workouts with him every two day. Two genders. That's what I'm going to teach him. Yeah, I'll teach him about jujitsu. You know, it's funny the <laughs> the, the yeah jujitsu. Sex ed, those would be in one class. <laughs> it's going to be defensive sex ed. <laughs> Defense against the dark sex arts. Uh, the fucking banning books thing is really funny happening now. So someone banned a book somewhere in a school. and then Hopefully your book gets banned, dude. That'd be great. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, be, be call publicity. your local senator and ban this book <laughs> from libraries. <laughs> Light a copy on fire and throw it through a senator's window. Speaking of getting banned and stuff like that. Um, Shout out to Rumble. Yeah, I actually, yeah, I gotta, I gotta get smarter on these platforms. Yeah. Uh, so how does the juggalo thing work, dude? Like, are you, are you actually a juggalo? This or, is uh, where you guys like, divulge. Or no, like I'm not. I'm like I'm just curious, you know, because all I know about yeah. is the gathering where people just go and 
Like drop acid and fuck bitches in tents. I've been to the gathering twice. I've performed stand up at the gathering of the Juggalos. Damn, how'd that go? Uh, better than you would think. Let's put it on the Patreon. It's on my YouTube. We're putting it on the Patreon. Take it off the YouTube. All right, I'll put it. I'll put it. I'll make it unlisted. This this podcast is a big cock tease for Jesse's personal life. (laughs) 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 We say we're gonna. Wait, wait till we actually talk about things on the Patreon because we'll be like, oh, we're going to say this with the Patreon and then I totally forget to talk about it on there. And then you get on the Patreon and be like, all right, for the next part, get on my Snapchat premium. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just keep going further down these paywalls. Yeah, I just decided when I, I turned 30. I kid my feet from last week's episode. I'm like, I'm putting free feet out on the internet. I can't be doing that. I decided when I turned 30 that if I'm, I'm hell or high water, going to whore myself out for the rest of my life. I don't give a shit. They come to me and they're like, will you play a transgender bug and a bug's life too i'd be like absolutely i would love to do that voice i'll delete everything off the patreon like i told jesse if i became like a kill tony regular i'd walk off stage i watched him and be like we got to delete everything <laughs> got to delete every podcast you've ever done yeah. start fresh if you even get a good feature spot we're just gonna dump yeah. everything <laughs> what do you guys think i mean like the austin comedy do you guys still see it as a ripe place or do you kind of yeah for I sure mean, no every anywhere is what you make it like if you're in anchorage alaska now if you really want to do it even stand up like you can get on a stage and film it and then put it on. So I just think Austin is definitely good enough to do whatever you want to do, especially for people that don't have a fucking degree, like people who are doing standup because it's the only accessible like way into show business. Yeah. Austin's perfect mm. because it's like, did you move here to do start standup? No, I moved here kind of, it was kind of a family situation because my mom, came here from germany and then my aunt lives like your dad elon musk dude is that what you're trying to tell me right now no no are you one of his 10 his people he's propagating i i wish dude (laughs) no i got out of like a three-year relationship and then uh, i got laid off from my job up in washington and then my mom was moving out here and i was just ready for something new yeah hell yeah dude um Rebirth. Are you living with your mom out here? No, no. I, That'd I live, be a fun twist. I, You're well, like making fun of all these libtards in their mom's basement. Uh, <laughs> no, like I, I like pay all my mom's bills and shit. Yo, it's, it's like, smart damn. though. Yeah. You can. I, 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 I'd suck on any teeth that will let me, dude. Ask my girlfriend right now. I owe her like $300 for rent <laughs> for the last month. It's supposed to be September 1st tomorrow. But dude, so I noticed when I got out here, that's funny by the way it's absolutely true <laughs> you, you haven't listened according to andrew tate she's gonna leave you dude but um look if she leaves me she's not I, I'm, I'm like bitcoin i'm like dogecoin right now dude i'm four i'm four cents a coin yeah if she stays with me dude i explained the idea of high value men to paul and he was like oh no <laughs> no i wasn't i just i don't i don't you fall. got a high value female you can only lose that game if you if you play that game and jesse knows me i've never played that game i have a ability to get women with literally no effort or even really wanting to do his it. dick is huge it's not that it's i have not. a small penis i'm bad at sex i tell them this that's my <laughs> opening line i'm like I, I, jesse will you just set the bar so low that they want to see if it's true or and not she'll like show that she's interested i'll be like this isn't i'm like really bad at sex you're gonna regret doing it we're not gonna talk my penis is really small and then over the course of the night she just stay keeps trying and i'm like okay <laughs> and then we do it and then, and then she pees in your bed that's why i stayed uh, with my girlfriend because she's the only one that didn't immediately stop texting me after the first time we had sex <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting no no not true but kind of true you guys like had like real dates before you had sex too right yeah we we were good i mean we're both that's a good way to develop clo- a relationship. she was 30 and i was close to 30 so it was like the real dating when you're in your late 20s feels a lot cooler because it's like 
Oh, my heart's been broken so many times that I'm not like, uh, you know, when you go to the get adopt a puppy, some puppies stand in the corner and are scared. Some puppies just run up to you. Yeah, I yeah. feel like I can just run up to a girl and be like, what's up, ma? Because I'm just <laughs> like, I, I've already been broken so many times and piece myself back together. I'll do it one more time. I'm not yeah. that scared. Yeah. Are you, uh, are you on the dating scene out here in Austin, Texas? No. Um, I mean... How do I say this without sounding like a huge douchebag? Uh, uh, dude, I go through Hinge and I'm like, I don't care horse. how hot you are. This profile is so boring. They're all fat, liberal, boring whores. No, there's a lot of hot, boring whores out here too. Yeah, I mean, Rodney's a little bit of a of a body. He likes people to keep it tight in the body space, and that's that's something we're losing as a species. Is somebody to hold you accountable for looking like a fat whore? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like I'm I'm very particular. So. That's why this means a lot when you said I wasn't fat. Because I I know you would tell me if I was. So I got out of this relationship and it really exhausted me. And it's been like almost a year now. And I was seeing a girl recently. Like I wasn't even really seeing her. I met her at at a pool party. It was like Rebecca's birthday. Like Creek and Cave Rebecca, her birthday. I didn't get Mm. invited to that shit. And uh, there was probably an open invite on the internet that we uh, didn't see. Yeah, yeah. probably. No, <laughs> Dallas brought me. But so I, oh, I, hell yeah. I met this oh, girl nice. there. And so we started, she actually gave me COVID. I got sick as a dog. But so we were kind of hanging out for a while and that was cool. But um, I just don't have that, like, like being in a relationship or anything like that. Mm. I legitimately have zero interest in it. Mm. Even wh- even if the Get girl. the porn, dude. That'll change it. Well, that's why, It'll you know, it's funny. Brain. Yeah, I think that's good that. because then if you happen to find yourself in a relationship soon, it, it'll mean that you weren't biased at all. That's in, how I end up in every relationship. It's just like. You want to be not like wanting hanging out to with each other yeah. so much. It's like, let's do this. All, let's just make it a thing. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's what it was with Alyssa. I was like not looking for a relationship, but I was like, I don't want to. This is like what I want. Mm so like and then after like six months of just hanging you're like oh fuck i guess we're yeah i was talking to a girl recently yeah. and she's like i want a relationship that's I not want healthy to be in love that's and i was healthy. like yeah it doesn't i don't know it's never worked for me like that so i like not i like when i hear someone say they're not interested in a relationship because i feel like that's a healthy mind space to be in yeah and I'm, I, I mean if do i mean there's nothing more sickening to a woman than a guy that's trying to like pursue a relationship you know mm. yeah and then i just you could also look at it you're not you're like, I'm not going to settle or like, I'm not interested in just like hooking up and like fucking around. Like if you're really interested in me, like I want it to lead to something eventually, I guess. And if it doesn't, it's fine. But like at least try to set out with the intentions that we both want to like build something. Together. And just that mismatched attraction, like whenever one person is more in than the other. Yeah. That's just the worst. Like that's the worst fate to start a relationship on. Cause it really, that, that dynamic never changes. If it starts out where it seems like one person is way more like having to pursue and stuff. I feel like that never gets better. It might get better for a time, but eventually that will rear its head again. You know, I've been on both sides of it. So mm. yeah. And it's the, the, the bad side, the obvious bad side is not a good one to, I mean, that's why I would love to hate my ex-girlfriend, but I don't because I think about, okay, she stuck with me for like, Six yeah. months of me getting laid off, sitting around the house, like not doing shit. And that would be equivalent to if you're dating a girl and all of a sudden she's just sitting around getting fat, you know, like yeah. being a broke guy is like being a fat girl. <laughs> and that's, so, that's not a bad analogy. you know, I wish she would have just broken up with me versus kind of, you know, yeah, beating around the bush or whatever. But um, ripping the bandaid off. And I think I'm just more on this like revenge mission to just get as rich and famous as possible versus like high value male. Uh, falling into some relationship because I turn into a worse person when I'm in a relationship. Yeah. It's just so distracting, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's like we were talking about making the memes and shit earlier. 
I don't try. It just like, that's my brain is just constantly there. Like, right. When I was uh, tweeting a lot, I was like, like tweets would come to me. I would hear a line or I would think of something clever. Yeah. Or like you're, yeah. Or like you like learn the formats of the jokes too. Yeah. I get what you're saying about like learning the rules and breaking them. Cause like a new meme format will come out and you're like, all right, how can I do my like spin on this or whatever? You know, like play, play around within those like guidelines of the meme. Yeah. And, um, Having a girlfriend and stuff is just, I don't know. And then a lot of times... You're just doing all these, like, anti-girlfriend jokes and stuff. <laughs> I remember I was in a relationship, and I would have all these, like, relationship jokes. Like, my girlfriend would read my Twitter, like, what the fuck is going on with Did you? Did I love... I mean, I have, like, a minute and a half on calling my girlfriend an old bitch. <laughs> yeah. And then I come back to her later, and I'd be like... Oh, there was... Now I bring up Jennifer Anderson later in my set, and, be like, and I just, un, like, seems completely random. I go... She like hasn't aged a day. I'm like my old bitch of a girlfriend and like just keep <laughs> bringing it back. And it's really fun for me to do that because I get off stage and I immediately walk over to my girlfriend. She's like my favorite person ever. And so it's like I don't feel any guilt about just having this like character on stage. It's just really mean to his girlfriend. Yeah. Like, and yeah. that's that's a keeper. If she gets it, she has a sense of humor about it too. Like my ex's She's friends great. all hated me. Yeah. Like they were all these just like valley girls. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they just didn't, they didn't understand it. Like they didn't get it. They didn't understand that I wasn't actually like some raging racist misogynist. You know what I mean? And so they would get in her ear like, oh girl, you can do better. And so I don't know. It's just, it's just distracting, man. Like I want to be at a point. um, (laughs) I'm starting to, I swear I'm not trying to sound like Andrew fucking Tate, but I literally, I want to be at a point where like my wife doesn't have to work. Like if she wants to, she can. Yeah. But um, it's a fun goal. And so until I'm at that point, like, I just really don't like the fuck am I going to do? Like being some, some broke dude in a relationship. I, don't I know. was talking to, I don't know. Uh, it's pretty nice about this the other night. And like, I've been thinking that I was like, I really got to get my life on track before I involve somebody else yeah. in it. And he like, before I even said that he started, he's like, he's like, dude, he's like, I'm fucking, I'm broke. I'm out of shape. Uh, I got nothing going on and I'm going to tell some girl, Hey, eat my cum. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's just, it's not, um, and luckily, you know, this is what I said earlier, I don't know how to say this without sounding like a huge douche. I mean, I, you know, I'm 6'2", rude, white guy, so, like, if I really want to go get some pussy, I just go out and talk some shit, and that's either two comp- two compliments or two insults away from getting some pussy out in Austin. Right. And um, I know how that sounds, but I don't really care. Um, so, yeah, the relationships are just distracting, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know how terrible that sounds, but. You know, sometimes you just got to lean into the white devil. Sometimes I'm better in relationships, sometimes the worst. I guess it's if I'm happy with it or not. Or, uh, I don't know. Well, one of my relationships, the girl had a lot going on, so I love that. So it made, it inspired me to have a lot going on. She's trying to get her PhD in neurobiology. Dang. And, like, I have to be good at comedy <laughs> to justify this. Yeah, yeah. No, no. With me and Alyssa, we're just so similar. And we just, we just, you know, like, we hang out. I mean, we spend... We go on trips and spend like days and days and days with each other and really don't get, she doesn't get tired of me, which is impressive. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so it's like, there's, I can't even describe like why it works. It's just like, I don't know. I can't, I, we always talk about how it's like, cause we get, uh, self-conscious. Like, are you going to like break up with me at some point? Like we're all like mentally ill like that. Mm -hmm. And then we each just assure each other, assure each other like, Oh yeah, no, this is like both have a a healthy paranoia of each other breaking up. (laughs) It's just a weird, like yin yang thing that we spend so much time. I've never been in a relationship like that. Like Mm -hmm. whenever I've had a girlfriend before, it's like, Oh, this is my girlfriend. 
and I do girlfriend things with her. And, with and I set a girlfriend time. That's what yeah. I used to do. I was like, this is girlfriend time. With Alyssa, <laughs> it's, you know, she's like, I know this is the hackiest line ever, but it's really just like best friend. Like, Aww. yeah, I just love going. If, if I was going to go to a movie, picture of you two up on if I was going to go to a movie, I would rather go with her no matter what. I'd rather see a movie she wants to see with her than go see any movie I want to see. And I, I feel like that's I feel like that's normal. I feel like that's the way to be. It's like a natural thing. It feels so good. And like, yeah, I just and don't get me wrong. Like, I think I'm self-actualized enough where if she broke my heart. I'd definitely be upset. But I, I, I have confidence in knowing like, oh, I could I don't feel like over sometimes with relationships. You're like, am I giving too much of myself away to this person that's just going to like throw it away for no reason? And I feel like uh, even if that happened, I'd be like, okay, well, I'm things just, are going too good, dude. You're going to uh, walk in and find her with a black guy or something. here. I know, soon. but if that happens, then I'm like, cool. Ben I'm, I'm just going to go be <laughs> dude. That's oh. going to be a good Patreon episode. <laughs> ben Basanga. Everyone's like, what happened to Paul? We're like, oh, that's his story to tell. dude. What I, I mean, honestly, the thing about being a comic is awesome is that even if that shit happens to you, it's just that all it is is the turn for, when you get way funnier and write a bunch of material, like any terrible thing that happens to you, then you just have this level of like going out and just not even giving a fuck if you're doing good and just saying whatever the craziest shit you can think of is. And then you like discover a new level of your like onstage self because you're like, things are spiraling so out of control. I don't even give a fuck. I mean, Jesse seen me at the Creek lately. I just, I went up to a crowd of people and I said, I hate the Jews. <laughs> and I pointed Rumble. right Rumble.com slash Lonely Man's I, podcast. I pointed at one. I said, I hate the Jews. And I turned and I said it again to the people. I said it twice in a row because I just did a Jewish joke that bombed. And I, the old me would have been like, I'm sorry. I'm just fucking around. The new me was just like, I hate the Jews. <laughs> that was my tag. Just to make a statement. I love, I love. Have you guys been out to San Antonio? You guys done stand up out there? Yeah. Yeah, I just did a show at the fucking Blind Tiger, which was so sick. You you go out to San Antonio? Yeah, I'm I'm moving out there next month. Hell yeah, dude! I'll uh, show you. Uh, we can go to the open mic at Blind Tiger together, and I'll introduce you because that cool. open mic is the best. There's a fucking. Actually, I don't even know it's an open mic. So on midnight on Fridays, there's like 20 people that do four minutes, and you get in front of like a packed room is this big, but it's like. 25 audience members so it's like a little tiny packed comedy club cool and it's such a good place to do to do four minutes you just have a couple of new things you want to do you go up on stage you fuck around yeah it's no, really it's, cool i mean that's what i liked about seattle too because well so i lived in la at one point and like everybody was an actor everybody was a musician like everybody had something you know mm -hmm. there wasn't just somebody like okay i go work at the factory and need some entertainment after work yeah, it's yeah. Really west coast you know? And so it's a kind of the same thing out here in Austin. Like everybody you talk to is, oh, I'm a photographer. I'm a digital this. I'm a I'm comedian. I'm addicted to heroin. Like <laughs> everybody, there's not just like people that want to go and be entertained. Yeah. So I imagine like San Antonio is kind of a smaller market, but you know, it's there's easier. There's a lot of boring rich people out here that need shit to do. And they come out to comedy shows. Yeah. It's yeah a, it's so but it's usually like... they're like pregame before they go do something actually cool. Do they have like blue hair and septum piercings and shit no they're all like tech bros and oh, the worst brohos yeah <laughs> yeah austin i don't know i like austin but um i just kind of came to a brutal realization at one point that it just probably wasn't going to be the area for me to make any sort of dent because mm. when i'd see when i'd see like certain people moving up the ladder and i'd see the crowd reaction to it and i'd just be like dude this is so not like my things now. Okay, so when I was, when I was on Kill Tony, for instance, right? It and I takes got, years to figure out your thing, though. 
But I kind you of can't base it off of a few open mics. And you're just going to see a lot of people going up that you're like, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. And uh, once you see enough people, you're like, I don't get why this person's getting ahead. Then you start to just be like, oh, well, some people are just going to get ahead and I won't get it. And you just kind of like accept that that's how it goes. No, and I fully accepted it. You know I mean? You can try to piss in the wind. And it's not going to do anything. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. look at yourself and try to say, okay, what? But I'm not going to change my whole life perspectives. And like, I'm never going to be a dancing monkey. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm never going to say some shit See, that... that's what I can do. I can dance like a monkey real good. That's why I get ahead. Right, Jesse? Sometimes uh-huh. you got to hide the pills in the applesauce, dude. You got to yeah. do a little little yeah. jig right up there before I you... I feel like I do kind of do that because I make a lot of silly jokes and I'll just slip in an anti-Semitic one right in the middle. Yeah. And the audience like, wait a minute, what are you saying? Like, I'm back to talk <laughs> about getting hit by my dad. Everybody. I do the opposite. I start out negative and then I do a cute <laughs> one about my mom. Dude, and the I fat go. jokes you do are like pushing it. Like that's like things not allowed in the Matrix where Agent Smith show up and tell you yeah. can't talk about it. Yeah. Fucking fat people are getting on that list. Real. When did fat people become like this protected class? I don't know, but I hate it. <laughs> They're like a voting block now. It's really bizarre. Who's got I, the fat vote? I heard Nick Mullen say like <laughs> Nick Mullen said they 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 like treated like a voting block, and it was like the most apt observation. Where I'm like, you're right. They do treat themselves like that. And Patrice has the best bit ever, where he says he's walking down the street and other fat people will be like, "Yo, what's up?" Like they know each other. And he's like, "What? We don't just because we're both fat." I don't know you. He's like, what am I, Malcolm XXXL? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Such a good bit. And uh, yeah. Fat it's like me and other guys with mullets don't say a fucking word to each other. <laughs> we yeah. just keep it moving. It's dude. just so funny that like. Because they're like, I thought I was the mullet guy at the party. <laughs> even like, my no. mom said, you did a fat joke a long time ago at Summit Lounge. And there was two really fat people, this couple sitting right front and center at those tall tables. Yeah. And my mom was like, it's so, he's doing fat jokes. so uncomfortable. Like right next to that really fat lady or whatever. So even my mom is like. Oh, like pitying them, uh-huh. which is like, no, you laughed at the Jew joke. So laugh at the fat. Like everyone's the same. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fat as shit, though. I really got to get it together. Dude, you're really not even. I mean, I, I would I would tell you if you were. I'm you working bad. out, Rodney? What's that? You working out? Yeah, dude. I lost like 15 pounds with COVID, man. That shit really <laughs> fucked me up. Yeah. So I've been trying to like just Eat. Are you trying to bulk back up? Yeah, I'm trying to bulk back up. Okay. And you're a uh, tall dude, so I know how hard it is to even get like any amount of muscle the taller you are. So the fact that you're not like a string bean tells me you probably have gone through uh, periods of your life where you've worked out a lot. It seems like you have strong shoulders. I'm thinking about <laughs> Thanks, dude. <laughs> that's, ni- that's the nicest thing anybody's ever said yeah. to me. Uh, I'm thinking about doing TRT, dude. Let's do it. I'll how do old it. are you? Uh, how old am I? 32. Okay. With this... Uh, f- I'm Hair, I, I've been joking about doing um, the random test boosters. They have a GNC down the street. Well, there's a whole like clinic. Is that my phone? Oh, no, that's the no, hour. Uh, my roommate's alarm is going to go off about an hour now. Luckily, the podcast is on. Oh, no, over. it's my alarm. For uh, I have to buy oat milk for my girlfriend. <laughs> that's pretty, but yeah, there, there's a clinic that's specifically for like a, like a men's, uh, men's testosterone testing clinic thing here in Austin. Yeah. And uh, it's not like anabolic steroids, you know? Right. Like, uh, you know, Rogan's all about it. You know, Tony's on it. Yeah, Dr. Drew said he would do it, but he had prostate cancer, so he can't. I didn't know that's a thing. I thought as long as you bite it. So if you, like, swallow this shit, it'll fuck with your kidneys and everything. But if you just inject it, mm-hmm. uh, you basically bypass all the organ damage. If you do TRT okay. and combine yeah. it with semen retention, <laughs> is Dude, that you just bad? just get yoked. It's a beast. That's good. I think if I took TRT, the hair would grow like 
Brody Stevens style, like over my eyes. You might lose your hair. I'm being swallowed by my hair right now. If you raise, doesn't raising your testosterone cause like baldness also? No, that's that's the anabolic steroids. Okay. Um, I guess they don't have really a lot of long term research on the TRT, but um, fuck it, dude. Yeah, Rog- dude. Rogan's the chimp for that right now. Well, and just a lot of people that you know, I don't trust doctors anymore. Just like traditional, I mean. Because I had this autoimmune disorder where they told me it was just this incurable thing. I was going to have to live with this the rest of my life. All mm-hmm. this shit, right? And I had to, like, uh, give myself these, like, shots in the stomach. Like, I was very fucking sick. Did you get on the carnivore diet and fix it? <laughs> no, I basically... Coffee I, enemas, maybe? Uh, yeah. Close, dude. Okay. Close. So I've always kind of had <laughs> digestive problems. And I started just, like, really digging deep into hippie shit. And I started really, like, cleansing my gut. And so... Hell yeah, mm. dude. So what I gut think... health. So what I think what was happening, I was getting like these really swollen feet and like j- basically a form of arthritis, right? Whoa. Was it like and gout? No, it was like straight up like arthritis, like inflammatory why, arthritis. Why can't yeah. you get arthritis of your dick and get really swollen dick? <laughs> yeah, it's dude. always your yeah. feet or some shit. Shoot TRT in your dick. Yeah. But so the doctors, they were telling me, you know, this is incurable. It's just something you have to live with, blah, blah, blah. You got to take all these like uh, very like dangerous drugs you know and i was just like that can't be right mm-hmm. and uh and so basically i kind of tracked it down to this thing called leaky gut syndrome where oh yeah i've heard of this yeah and i started just taking like uh l-glutamine and like bone broth and shit like that and just yeah. like really like cleansing Some probios Damn, yeah so. probios i just really like cleansed my gut and like six months later now like i'm, I'm totally fine what type mm. of probios are you fucking with uh, it's this shit called seed. It's like a pre and probiotic. Uh, I just want like a yogurt. It's expensive as shit though. Just like a, uh, like a yogurt. Or I used to buy, uh, you need to put in like sugar. Costco probiotics, like in capsules. And I was like, there's no way this is doing anything. To yeah. My body. Your, your stomach acid just destroys it. So like these capsules that I'm talking about, like the, the, uh, they withstand the pH level until it gets in your asshole. And then it like, <laughs> just, nice. Why don't you just shove it? So if you get the Costco ones, can you just shove them directly into your asshole? <laughs> yeah. Skip the whole process? <laughs> I don't know. Have you guys ever tried to do an enema? Dude, no. I, I watched a Joe Rogan episode about coffee enemas that came out like three years ago. This guy just shoves coffee up his ass. <laughs> yeah, Robin Quivers from Howard Stern Show. You know, Paul, you're a listener. And she he, used to do this. <laughs> she, she's friendship's fa- built up. She's right? famous for uh, doing coffee enemas. Dude, so people who Why do coffee, coffee enemas, they claim that it fucking, it's like... Like the limitless cocaine. pill. Coffee yeah. enema is the limitless pill. It's the true limitless I'll, pill. We should do that uh, on the Patreon. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll, get, we'll get a beer bong. We'll 50? just do a jackass butt bong. <laughs> Actually, I'll coffee. tell you this right now. 100 subscribers. I'll put coffee in my ass. <laughs> All right. We're 100 subscribers. That, That's $500 a month. So what are the tiers now? You said... Uh, he only wants to do a $5 <laughs> tier because his thinking is if we give him a $1 or $2 option, like everyone would just choose that one. It's pretty smart, actually. Because it's yeah. like... Oh, I meant, I guess tear was the wrong word. Because uh, you said if, I forget what it was. We're supposed to eat mushrooms and watch The Departed. But uh-huh. if I eat mushrooms right now, there's almost 100% chance that I'm going to end up in a psych ward. <laughs> like, too much going so on. So I was thinking every 10 subscribers, we do 10 milligrams of uh, weed. I'm just in that point in my life where so I know. So when we I'm, get 20, we do a 20 milligram edible. Yeah, I'll eat as much weed. But yeah. shrooms, I'm pushing a lot of stuff to the down right now like every i have a lot of stuff pushed inside a closet that is yeah. not shutting yeah. and if i take shrooms that whole thing's gonna burst open for sure yeah that's i can't do i don't even smoke weed anymore just for that reason like there's too much too much shit going on up here now yeah. i would like to get to a place in my life where i could go back to enjoying that but you know when you're like oh i'm ignoring you know the meme where the the dog sitting in the house on fire that's a that's yeah a, yeah it's a great lefty tankies like to post that meme yeah more. Uh, that's, you know, how my brain feels 
right now. I feel like, what are you guys doing to like promote the podcast and stuff? Uh, just Instagram reels. Ben's having shorts. sex with a lot of European bitches right now. Yeah. yeah, good for him. He's spreading his seed across Europe. Yeah. Um, I'm saying a lot of inflammatory things about the LGBT community. <laughs> yeah, that always works. Um, We're having people with more than 10,000 followers on the podcast. That hell helps. yeah, dude. Authors. Yeah, I mean, you got you guys six new followers How so long, far. How uh, long are we almost? Is this an hour? What are we at? We got two minutes. Oh, I'm pretty good. I timed that out perfect. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm a headliner now. Dude, you should do like a Mark Twain-esque reading, uh, and it'll be like Mark Twain. Cause you'll would say, you like to close out the podcast with a passage? Yeah, would you like to do uh, a passage? I'll do. You, <laughs> want me, you want me to do my interpretation of one? Of your Not things? really, dude. I might turn beet red and like. It's like someone reading your Twitter back to you. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 weird. It's very weird. It's like I don't usually. What's, what's the back of the book, say, Paul? I like it. it. I'm I'm scrolling through it and I like. Read it. the back of the book. Uh, nah, dude, save it save it for later, dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> buy the book online. I'm thinking you might have changed my life. I've been dreaming of doing a comic, a graphic novel, because I have two or three people in mind that would draw the characters for me. I could write it. And with this self-publishing and holding this book in my hand, I was like, if I can make a graphic novel, like 10 issues put together in one compilation, yeah. it felt like this. I'd How many copies happy. did you print? I cool. don't. They print on demand. So, I mean, I okay. ordered like a big bundle of like author's copies and, you know, just for like shit like this, so I can hand them out to friends and whatnot. Hell yeah. But uh, every time you sell one, it gets printed. So there's no overhead. Nice. And uh, there's a thing, so that's how I was kind of asking how you guys are promoting the podcast because uh, there's this thing, it's called like the, can we go over an hour or yeah, is yeah. it going to cut off? Yeah, no, no, no problem. Um, there's a thing called the wheel and spoke method, right? That's why I was so like sprung on your, your newsletter um, yeah, because sorry. you basically, you just built this like ecosystem of shit that supports the other thing that you're doing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's what I was kind of telling you, like, dude, if you got some animation of your of like your childhood stories because they're fucking hilarious. Yeah. Like you might not think that they're as outrageous as they are, but they are that outrageous. Like <laughs> you, you haven't had just like a normal like life. You know what I mean? Yeah. You should try doing the fight story on stage. You should think about it. I've thought about it because we're fighting over deleting my MySpace. So it's like, and why don't you it's hilarious. It yeah. It's, it's hysterical. And um, when I did my two stories, so I did a storytelling show a week or two ago and I wrote, this long it was like eight minutes ten minutes and it's just two stories about times i had sex during the pandemic that were like really silly and i've been doing them i've done them on stage like five times now and every time i'm like holy shit this is like one of my better things that's like i had to cut it down a little bit yeah. but i've been do, i'm gonna do it in my acting shit and it's making me think like oh damn you don't even need the story itself to be like super funny it just needs to be funny enough and then you go into it and you punch it up Cause I may, I make a bunch of like unrelated jokes in the story I'm telling. Cause you just, you hit on something and you do a sidebar. So, and that's so much more engaging to an audience than like, Hey, you see these transgender swimmers and everyone's like, Oh my God, it's just going to be fucking tired. You know, like when you're telling yeah. something personal and then you put your, you hide your personality behind like a narrative, like you get them to te learn about you through like a real experience or whatever. I just, I just feel like the only way as a, like kind of from the, having like a toe in the stand-up world, you know what I mean? Just kind of like veering in and like understanding the world. Um, I feel like the only way to blow up as a stand-up comedian is by having all this other shit going on, you know? Yeah, yeah like, you got to have the podcast, you got to have the clips, you got to have yeah, tweets and fucking... It's like back to the rapper thing, you know? Like a rapper can have the best song in the world, but you're not going to listen to it unless it has a video, unless they're wearing a People fucking ridiculous chain, like yeah. unless you have these That's things. That's how Andrew Schulte talks about all the time. You saw rappers putting out singles and videos and yeah. EPs. You would put out like three or four songs. So he would drop a video every week. 
And then eventually that led to like a full special. And then he pieced the special out into like four, like 10 minute parts. So you like monetize those like separately. Yeah, dude, it's just a new world, man. It's like, that's, you know, luckily like the TikToks and the reels and all that. But, um, are you banned from TikTok yet? I'm very, very shadow banned. I did an interview with a, a transgender person and, uh, Oh yeah. Was that a uh, Hagatha? <laughs> yeah, dude. Shout out to Hagatha. <laughs> and, uh, it did, it did 200,000 views in like Whoa. 24 hours. And then, uh, so usually when I'd post, so I have 4,000 TikTok followers, right? That's not bad and, at all. That's pretty good. Well, it, it, it was growing because I would post, you know, clips of my podcast or just like dumb little me talking shit in the car or whatnot. Mm. And so it was steady growing and they'd get maybe like a thousand views or something. And then I did this Hagatha interview and I put this clip up and it did 200K. And this was like maybe two months ago. And ever since then, I'll upload something and I'll get like seven views. Mm. So they threw me way in the gulag. Um, what were you guys talking about? I asked her, <laughs> I, I asked her if her, uh, God, I don't even know how you explain this. <laughs> so basically she's a biological man. Okay. And then her wife is also well, a biological man, but they're lesbians together. Why are you gay? <laughs> <laughs> Who is gay? You are gay. Are they both trans? One of them, so not Hagatha, but Hagatha's wife had bottom surgery already. Yeah. And is like, now a woman? Got got his dick chopped off and is now a woman. Okay. But now he identifies as a man again, even though he doesn't have a penis. But Hagatha is upset because she married a woman and she doesn't want to lose her lesbian identity. <laughs> <laughs> so I up. <laughs> I uploaded this video and, uh, you know, it went crazy. Yeah. And then, like I said, are you guys friends, you and Hagatha? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it's still like very confusing. Yeah. These are like, that's like the craziest, like first world problems. (laughs) Ronnie, how do you feel about the issue of having sex with a transgender woman? Um, I'm like, I'm very supportive. Like I, grew up like my godfather was gay okay. um i think gay guys are fucking hilarious just because they don't give a shit so you even know? if a trans woman's a dime but piece like like fucking you're still the dick is no like as far as like i mean i don't even i don't even like having sex with loose women you yeah. know what i mean so like yeah. i'm just i'm very like i don't like being touched <laughs> and so like if guys are just like really loose women if you think about it <laughs> very loose women but yeah i i could never um one thing I was very sure of at a very young age is that sound like I'm the straightest man alive that I don't want to fuck guys, but I have no problem with people that want to fuck guys. Mm. So if it's a trans woman and I know that it's been a guy, like there's just some like wiring in my brain that won't right. allow me. Yeah. yeah. Like and that used to be a pretty like the common stance, but I think now you might get shadow man. <laughs> yeah. Ronnie's like, baby, I was born this way. There's nothing I can do. I'll, ta- about I'll it. take some, of the, like, I'll take some of the heat off of you. Ronnie, you never think that electric vehicles remind you a lot of transgender women, you know, cause 10 years ago you're like, damn, that thing is ugly. But now you're like, I think I'm going to trade mine in for one of those. It's pretty nice. <laughs> There's the joke. Ronnie, thanks for hanging out with us, dude. All right. If you listen that far in the podcast, there you go. Get the Petty Principles yeah. Volume One. Petty Principles Volume One. When can we expect Volume Two from you, Rod? Uh, I've been thinking. I've been rolling around ideas in my head. Excellent. So it's coming. Thank you guys for having me, Thank man. Thank you for doing Hell it, yeah. dude. That was really fun.